Hello and welcome to the first episode of Monster Mash with your host, Mars Bravado. Yep, it is just me this time because people can't commit to certain times. So it's just me, me, and me. Oh, that almost sounded like a parody of another podcast that's really popular. I bet you can't guess which one, but that's fine though. We're just going to continue onwards, and this is going to be hella awkward, but I'm going to do my best to entertain any listener that I happen to gain, which will be close to no one except my close friends and none of my family. Alright, let's get this show on the road, though. This is Monster Mash. It's a podcast where I, and maybe we'll get some other hosts in the future, who knows, review what, uh... Let's just say how to kiss certain monsters, how to romance certain monsters. This podcast, baby, is called Monster Mash, and it's just about that. All monsters, no humans in the mix. I mean, unless the viewer slash who we're discussing slash our hypotheticals count humans, then I guess it kind of does count humans. But for the most part, let's say we're focusing on monsters and romance. Monster fuckers and like teratophilia and exophilia, like this, this is this is the haven, this is the place for all my good bitches. Also, that reverb up in here, mmm, loving that. There will be no editing. There will be no cuts. There will be nothing because I'm lazy, and I don't want to have to go buy all that stuff for making this podcast. To be real with you, listener, uh, this first podcast here is uh, more of a Christmas Eve special all by myself because I am, uh, I'm bored. That's basically it. I'm bored. All right. But without ado, I don't really want to make this last longer and keep talking awkwardly about how this podcast This first episode, at least, is going to be really unprofessional and probably not that enjoyable in terms of, like, good production. But I want to keep my content good, so let's keep it rolling. Let's keep this ball rolling so that I don't lose your attention. Got it? Got it. All right. So here's how it works. We introduce uh, about, like, one to three monsters every episode, and I have, for this episode, a special lineup that... The other hosts will be surely sad that they missed. In this lineup, we have Yetis. And I'm not going to tell you the rest. Actually, hold on. I said tell you the rest because you're going to lose interest because Yetis uh, are really not that interesting. They're basically Bigfoot, but for the Himalayas. And uh, I haven't done my research on them because this was very impromptu. Consider it, I almost made this drunk. But I'm not drunk, which is amazing, I know. But uh, enough rambling on. We're here to talk about Yetis, uh, Krampus, I'm excited for that, and bingity bongity boom, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Oh yes, I'm going there. Anyway, dear listeners, let's start on this magical journey into monster pubes. I am so sorry that I said that out loud. Anyway, oh god, hold on one second. The sound of me walking, I'm sure, is getting translated into the audio of this, but I'm I'm gonna just try and walk slower. Yeah, there we go.
Okay. So, yetis. They're big, furry, probably white, not as in Caucasian, because, oh, God, if I wanted to talk about Caucasian monsters. Um, anyway, let's, let, let's not go there. <laughs> um, they're big, furry, fluffy, lovable, little, huggable, well, not little, big, huggable fellas. Uh, would I hug a Yeti, I think, is our first question to come here. Or should I make it more broad? Let's say, is it safe for anyone to hug a Yeti? Well, I pose this question to you. Is it safe to hug anyone? Please do not start crying on my podcast, sir. I will attack you. Thank you. Anyway. Oh, God. Hello, we're back. I lied about there not being cuts. My son had to go outside, so we're in for a quick commercial break before he comes back inside. Oh, and just to clarify, I don't have an actual son. He's a dog, as people call their sons sometimes. Anyway, this podcast was brought to you by old musty bananas that you keep in your house. I'm just looking at these bananas right now. And they're pretty musty, pretty old. Got a big streaking brown line going through that yellow. I can't say that I like that. I really don't like that. Um, It's probably going to be mushy when you open it up. And it probably was not sourced in ethical labor. Um, yeah. Big mushy bananas. Maybe you should eat them, maybe you shouldn't. I don't have actual sponsors. Nobody pays me to do this. I'm just walking in a circle, talking into my phone. All right. Now, back to our regularly scheduled content. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, while we were gone, I was picturing some yetis in my head. All I can imagine are the yetis from that movie Smallfoot... And a Yeti from that movie, Abominable. I did not see Abominable. I saw Smallfoot. That was a good movie. It it was unexpectedly good, and I didn't watch it um, of my own will. But it really didn't change my opinion on Yetis. Yetis are like Bigfoot, like I said before. And Bigfoot is like a monkey. And monkeys... I think are very scary. Actually, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be like kind of racist, speciesist here. Yetis aren't monkeys. If they were anything, they would be apes. You see, because <coughs> give me a second. <laughs> because New World monkeys are the ones that have tails, and also monkeys are classified with tails. Yetis do not have tails, as far as we know. And I think in most of the lore. Who knows? I haven't read it, but I've never seen a picture of a yeti with a tail. So I want to believe that every iteration of a Yeti that I've seen in this world is somewhat consistent with the lore. All right, so if anything, they would be great apes like us because they don't got those tails and somehow they ended up in North America. Anyway, that's my taxonomist view on uh, Yetis. Okay, but anyway, I was talking before about hugging Yetis. Hugging a Yeti would probably be very pleasant with all that fur. It's got to be fluffy. You can just probably bury your face right in there. The problem is they're probably pretty big. 
depending on what uh, scale you want to use to. There's Yetis that probably, I'd say you'd want to start with a Yeti at about eight foot is going to be your average small Yeti. And then probably could extend to anywhere um, from eight foot to about probably 15 feet high, I would say. Um, so there's pretty a lot of variance here. You could be hugging a leg, or you could be hugging a kneecap, or maybe even if your Yeti's, Yeti's got like some weird kind of anatomy going on, and maybe maybe there's some style. Maybe maybe Yetis just have really long ankles. You could be hugging their ankle. Um, one thing that's interesting about Yetis that I just popped into my head though is that they have toes, supposedly. They have toes because they have to leave footprints, right? They have to leave footprints, and that's like the big thing about Yetis is that they leave behind footprints, and you find the footprints, and you're all like, oh shit, this looks like a Yeti footprint. It's rather big, and it has like five toes, but it's too big for us, so it must be a Yeti. And the fact that I found it in the snow makes it a Yeti. And so, in my conclusion, they have toes, but that's not the main idea I came up with from that. The main idea I came up with was that because Yetis have toes, you could paint their toes. And because they have toes, and quite possibly because they're great apes and have fingernails instead of claws, they would also have, well, fingernails on their hands, not only on their toes. Which, by the way, for all you toe-sucking enthusiasts out there, Yeti toes might be appealing to you. I don't know if like size counts in that whole thing, but hey, everyone's always saying that size matters. So big toe, big foot, big Yeti toe, I guess. It might do something for you. I'm happy to serve the toe fetish community by giving you this information. Anyway, you could probably spend some quality time with a Yeti uh, painting them up like that. I feel like Yetis would probably appreciate that. They don't see a lot of color from day to day. I mean, they by nature live in snowy locations, which means that they're seeing at most like three shades gray and maybe one white, maybe two whites. I don't know if whites have shades. I don't think that's how that works, but that's generally what they're getting from their like lifespan and existence of probably around the same time as a human because why not i mean these things probably live to be like 100 maybe 120 oh oh another great thing your yeti will not die before you do i feel like i'm going all over the place with this relationship advice and also winding myself at the same time by doing so okay so we're gonna slow down here so, let's say you and your Yeti meet 30, 40 years old. You're on a hike in Mount Everest for whatever fucking reason, because Mount Everest isn't even that much of a hike anymore. And you come across a Yeti. And a Yeti has got a big toothy smile. I know that does it for a lot of people. That could be it right there. You see those two fangs just jutting out of the mouth, and you just fall for them. Because everyone loves a good fang. I have no idea where I was going, but I was also thinking, if you saw fangs because a Yeti turned towards you, you'd probably see that Yetis do have something sometimes in certain lore 
that Bigfoot does not. And that is horns. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you, I want to, no, no, I want to introduce you to one of the finest parts of any monster to have ever existed coming from someone who is deep in this field of monsterology, as I call it. And that is horns. Horns of all sizes and shapes. They are so unique, like a thumbprint. Actually, a fingerprint, because fingerprints are all unique, and thumbprints aren't the only unique fingerprints. But horns are like that. I feel like even the pattern on the horns themselves feel it up, you know? You probably are feeling ridges on it. The ridges are probably all different, depending on the monster, and just depending on the individual that the monster is. So consider horns a kind of monster fingerprint. I think... It's kind of pretty to see it that way, you know? I don't think anyone's had this take on horns before. I think I'm a genius. Anyway, so you notice like all this, and then your Yeti's probably like squatting or some shit because this is like a cinematic take that I'm describing. So Yeti stands up full length, and you are probably like, wow, that's tall. And you know what? Most people like tall people. I know a lot of men might have some trouble getting like into that whole thing. But, you know, that's just because you haven't opened your mind. Try and be the little spoon for once, you know? Yetis are incredibly comfortable. It would probably be fantastic to lay down against a Yeti. I'm saying they're warm, they're fluffy. Honestly, Yetis may not have a lot to offer, and I question how much we can give their, like, intelligence. It's definitely enough to not, like, be an animal, or else this would be an illegal thing to talk about. Or, actually, I probably have freedom of speech so I can talk about it, but it would be nasty, and I would be looking forward to being canceled if I ever talked about that. But we're not talking about zoophilia. We're talking about teratophilia or exophilia, depending on how you're feeling. Anyway, I also forget what my point was. I'm rambling once again, which is why I normally have hosts here to help regulate the, the rambling. But sadly, it's Christmas Eve, and some people think that Christmas Eve is more important than monsters, apparently. I absolutely could not disagree more. But... You know, we all have our differences. And like yetis, our differences make our horns look different. When we're all in hell together, you'll see what I mean. Anyway, so I was saying they could be a little intelligent. Maybe they have a civilization. Do they have a civilization? Probably not, because I feel like we'd see some more organized shit from them if they did have an organization. Or should I say civilization? Uh, because they probably build shit, you know? And I feel like that would, like, they'd maybe lose tools on the mountain or something. Like, it would be something you could see and not just a fucking footprint. Like, maybe we just haven't climbed high enough, but I really doubt that. I really doubt that someone hasn't flown their fucking drone over the mountain enough. Like, bro, is there a place that has not been over-droned before? I feel like the answer to that is a resounding yes, because not that many people own drones. But, I don't know, I don't know. I think it's still questionable that, like, we've been most places. 
And unless Yetis are living in the fucking ocean, in like an abyss somewhere, I think we might have re- like recognized if they had a like whole civilization going on on top of a mountain near other civilized people, by the way. Like, um, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember where the Himalayas are, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, according to Smallfoot, that they're somewhere near China and that this might be a Chinese origin thing. Do I know for sure? No, because like I said, I didn't do any research. Um, in the future, these episodes were supposed to be prefaced with research. Um, but seeing as I decided to do this last minute at 10.09 on Christmas Eve... Um, we, there will not be research for Yetis. Maybe another episode, if there's a high demand, I will come back and talk more about the Yeti experience. And we can have a more stratified talk about Yetis. And my son is screaming again, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, for now, I would like to move on to, oh wait, let me like give Yetis a final goodbye. They're tall, they're fluffy, they might have horns, they're dumb, and you can paint their nails. So, with that, oh, fuck, you know what I should do? I should probably give them a rating. Sorry, first episode, folks. Hang in tight with me. Um, If I had to rate Yetis on a scale of 1 to 10 big feet, I'm not stealing this from anyone, by the way. This is completely original. I would rate them like 3 big feet. Yetis, to me, personally, are just not that appealing. Yetis kind of just seem like... If you want to date a Yeti, just find, like, a bear. Uh, for gay men, by the way, is how I'm referring to that one. Um, you might just want to find a bear or, like, a lumberjack. And you might, like... Like, they probably have the same level of hygiene. And they're hairy and fluffy. You can still paint their nails. They won't have horns, though. They won't have horns. So I have to warn you about that one. Um... But, yeah, hold on, my son distracts me, <laughs> if you couldn't fucking tell. Um, <laughs> anyway, another commercial break will be coming up because I need a second to fucking catch my breath. Because I think I've been talking very fast, but we're about to check that. So I'll see you all in like a literal minuscule of a millisecond. Ciao, ciao. Oh, hola, hola. Uh, it took me a second to realize that I turned this back on. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about Krampus. And God, oh, I just want to go to the grocery store right now and grab some like eggnog. Because I'm getting a little hot and steamy just thinking about Krampus. You already know that rating's going to be through the fucking roof. Anyway, I, I may be biased because I saw a picture recently of like a revamped, idealized version of what Krampus was. And... Holy shit, that artist was talented. Um, later on, I'll give them a plug because like that picture was so fucking good that I keep thinking about it. Um, it's not a porn picture, if that's what you were thinking. Just occurred to me that it very much sounded like maybe I was like looking at a lusty picture. It may be a slightly racy picture of Krampus, but it is not outright porn. So, there is a dog. No one can blame me for the way that I'm speaking about this image. Anyway, so on the Krampus. Krampus probably has Germanic or- origins. Uh, 
if, if I had to guess which country, Germany. Yeah, that I think would be my prime Germanic country to pick in this uh, lineup here of Germanic countries, Germanic-inspired countries. You know what? Let's give France, like, I'll give France to be this, the runner-up to Krampus. Because I feel like Krampus has something inherently horny about him. I think it's the horns again. It's the horns and the goat image. I Maybe I've just been looking at too many goat monsters recently. But, like, I think there's something to do with, like, horny stuff and goats. Because, like, like okay, everyone, get, hear me out, hear me out. Like, everyone's horny for, like, Lucifer and shit, right? But, like, that's because... Well, it's not because, but he's heavily tied, like, goat imagery. I think there's, anyway, what I'm trying to explain is that I think there's, like, a vein of reasoning with that. I think that there would be something to explore. I'd need my co-hosts, once again, to help me delve into this issue. Uh, or is it even an issue? Maybe it's the solution. Hmm. Let's think about that, dear listeners. Okay, now that we're done thinking about that for a second... We're going to go back to Krampus and his horny goat design. Um, so, most iterations I've seen, he's got horns because he's goat-inspired. Um, the goat, whole goats being evil thing is another motif being played here. He's normally, he's got, he's got, it's weird. He likes, or at least I should say people like to depict him as, like, mirroring Santa. I'm not even sure if I should call him a him because, like, I feel like Krampus is just, like, themselves and like might like santa be like some weird like magical fairy entity type thing although i think i'm gonna stick with the pronoun now because very vaguely i'm feeling like the original legend did call him a he so we're gonna keep on that um sorry listeners adhd is a real bitch um but right i was saying krampus has those fucking, uh, he likes the mirror Santa with the robes. And let's see, let's just say Santa's like an old man that reminds most people of their grandpa, you know, depending on whether it's white or black Santa. I prefer black Santa, but you know, people be mainstream, be. But I think it's really hard to find the red robe with the white fringes sexy if you're looking at someone who reminds you of your grandfather. But I think when we remove the grandfather look, except for people out there who like gilfs, I guess. Um, hey, they're out there. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. Gilfs are out there. But Krampus, Krampus just has, maybe it's the goat legs that he sometimes has. Why do I say it like that? I don't know. Something about... The, the furry aspect, damn it. I mean, furry, like the anthropomorphical, like, uh, human com- community thing. The furry aspect of, like, legs in general. We're going to just scratch that note and never come back to it. Maybe I'll discuss that when we actually do this episode right. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm thinking, Krampus... Looking pretty sexy in those robes. The white fringe poppin'. His fur is black. Most people agree, I think, in iterations, that this man is a very dark man. Or should we just call him an entity? A very dark-colored entity. 
um mainly like black fur black to brown fur is what i mainly see and on the darker side of the spectrum (laughs) sorry that was a little burp there i'm sorry for people with sensitive ears i just better better out than in you know (laughs) and if you listen this far you have suffered and i'm not going to reward that suffering with anything more than what you've already experienced in plentiful amounts Anyway, now that I take my thesaurus out, and we'll read some more words from it. Anyway, Krampus. We're getting back to Krampus, because the ADHD, yes. My boy Krampus, he got them horns, he got them robe. Let's move on. You could probably, you know, I feel like with the Yeti thing, we're losing track of how many monsters we could, like, just paint their nails. Painting nails with a loved one can be such a great experience. It's just soothing, a way for people to express themselves. Uh, it's it's even if you're painting someone else's nails, it's it's a it's an act of trust. You know, you gotta be trusting someone to paint your nails. You gotta trust that they're gonna do it right. That they're not gonna fuck it up and make you look like Bozo the fucking clown when you walk into school the next day, or college, or maybe you're like nine to five dead end job. You know, your coworker Frank's gonna make fun of your like fucking ratchet looking nails if you if you let someone who you like had doubts and trust in paint your nails. And honestly, I think Krampus is someone that you absolutely could not trust with painting your nails. I, there is no explanation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's an explanation. That that bitch, he's got claws. We all know it. We're not going to lie about it. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to tiptoe around the fact that we all know that Krampus has claws for snatching up little children, throwing fucking rocks at windows so that he can break into your house and steal your presents, and then, like, eat your firstborn or whatever it is that he do- does. I do know what he does. I'm just not going to reiterate it on this version of this episode. So if you're really curious about who Krampus is and what he does... Look it up. <laughs> Google is free. It will take you 0.5 seconds to read it. You could probably literally read it as I'm asking you to read it. So, um, anyway, now that I'm done being hostile at my listeners, that bitch has got claws. He got claws for days. You could probably have a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing his claws for him. Like, you could paint them up. You could bejewel them. It would be a lot of fun. I think he'd love it. I think... He would love it to see you celebrating Christmas spirit. Because, like, that's one of his things, is that he doesn't like it when people aren't in the Christmas spirit. He, he, can, he gets real bitchy when people don't celebrate Christmas the way that he thinks that they should be celebrating Christmas. Because that's his whole job, is to punish people who are, like, pieces of shit during Christmas and before Christmas and all that. And he's got, like, a little helper that may have racist origins... I'm not completely sure. I know he's, like, covered in dust, so he's, like, a completely black human, which scares me. (laughs) I don't trust completely black human iterations by Germanic people, but, you know, (laughs) them's the truth. I don't know what's going on there, Um, and I'm not going to comment on it any further. Um, Anyway, doing nails with Krampus, you could probably, he's probably got mangy fucking hair. Oh, mangy hair. If any of you are into that whole, like, take a shower with your loved ones thing, 
uh, Krampus, it might be hard to get him in there. But once you get him in there, good lord, you're going to have to use your entire fucking shampoo container. And that could lead to like hours of bonding in the shower. Him screeching and clawing at the walls and you just shampooing his hair. It could be great. It could just be great. And I have a question for, for the viewers. In the case of Yetis and Krampus, because Krampus is supposedly covered in fur, if you did have to wash the fur at one point, would you use shampoo on the whole thing? Or would you use your shampoo on just the hair parts of like normal human hair distributions and then just kind of soak the rest of it? See, I think you should probably wash the whole thing because they're like, because it's like, it's going to stink still, right? And and it, the fact that you like did the human part doesn't keep the rest of it from being nasty. So I guess you have that. Anyway, so shower bonding with Krampus. I think it's a great idea. If he likes you enough, go for it. I mean, after you bond with the nails, who wouldn't take a shower with you? <laughs> I mean, it might be jumping the gun a little bit on the relationship, but you know if it's christmas night and that's when you're seeing krampus it might be your last chance you maybe maybe you could convince him before he eviscerates you and rips out your bowels and whatever <laughs> um on that note i feel like taste might vary in the appearance of krampus like he might have a human face but he might have a more snout as goat face um, most people would not regard him as conventionally attractive, um, but um, the monster com fucker community doesn't need to fucking <laughs> follow those conventions. We all know that. I see you out there, people who are looking at the predator. Anyway, so take that as you will. Very hairy fellow, but you know, more hair, more love. Is that what I say? No. But I've said it on a podcast now, so I guess it is what I say. Um, I think I'm in the popular headcanon that that boy's got some glowing red, maybe glowing yellow eyes. It can be hard to, that makes him like hard to lose in the dark. So that's good. Maybe you can go for a romantic Christmas stroll through the evergreens with the snow just falling off the boughs, you know? It kind of sounds nice. See, now I got you all thinking about dating fucking, what's his name? Krampus. <laughs> yes, I forgot his name in the middle of this. Anyway. Oh, not to mention, he probably has a devil tail. Just because, why not? And, and you know, I think we've spent enough time on Krampus, so I'm not going to go over what that might entail. But you, you go buck wild. Use your imagination for what you and Krampus could do with a little devil tail. That almost sounds like you're having a kid. I hope not. I feel like that'd be weird. I, would the kid have to have a job too? Like if you and Krampus had a kid, would the kid didn't have to take over his job? Does Krampus get old? Is Krampus fertile? Is Krampus, does Krampus even have a dick? These are all questions that I can't answer. I could theorize about them. I think it would be better to theorize what, uh, with them with more hosts. But, you know, that's a time for the future. You're never going to hear the end of me being salty about not having hosts. And now, conveniently placed at the end of this episode, so that I could get you to listen to it all the way through, is The Grinch. As 
um, portrayed by Jim Carrey, which I must say, I don't have any attraction towards Jim Carrey. I think he's funny. Um, I, I can't say anything about his mental health over the years and as such, and I don't know his views on politics, so if he suddenly said something horrible, please don't talk to me about it. I don't want to know until Twitter, like, tells me, all right? Thank you for being understanding. But anyway, everyone knows the legendary, uh, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, um, and that whole shebang, the movie, you know, like 2005, 2003, one of those two, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, director, I'm not sure who directed it, but whoever directed it had a very like special stroke of genius going through their collarbone at that moment. Um, the prosthetic noses and all that, amazing. Anyway, as I found recently, it's interesting to talk about the Grinch because the Grinch has a love interest in that movie, which is um, Martha LaHue or something. I do not know her last name, but her first name is Martha. It, and then she has one of those Whovian names, which kind of sounds racist, but they're Whos, so, you know, fictional race. I'm trying here. Anyway. So Martha's got like a thing for the Grinch throughout the whole movie from her childhood. She had a, a little crush going on for him. Um, with Honestly, it goes back to the fur thing. The Grinch is furry. Um, oh, by the way, did you know that costume that the Grinch wears is actually made of uh, yak hair that was dyed green. Every day you learn something new. But anyway, yak hair must be very soft and kind of brings us back to the Yetis. Because the Yetis... I feel like they probably have, like, yak-ish hair. Anyway, I just thought of a new point for the Yetis, but we're not talking about the Yetis. We're talking about the Grinch. The Grinch, big, mean, green bastard. I did not mean for that to rhyme. But he's a bastard. If you like that in a person, I think that you might just like the Grinch. He's rude. He eats glass. Very strong jaw, then, if he eats glass. Supposedly can eat hot metal, too, or at least keep hot metal in his mouth. I think the inside of the Grinch's mouth is indestructible. Gay men, do with that what you will. Very interesting thought there. Hmm. Anyway, the Grinch has absolutely stunning eyelashes, I've noticed. Um, it just lashes for days. Kind of a trait of the Who's. Um, and if he's related to the Who's in any way, which we don't know, by the way. And I'm going to save this discussion definitely for the hosts, because I have had some lengthy discussions about the origin of the Grinch himself, as distinguished from the Who's. Um, yes, as I was talking about the lashes, okay, one distinguishing, distinguished feature that I had to just discuss about the Grinch is especially those fingers, like the long trailing fingers. Oof. You d are you the type of person who likes feather ticklers, maybe? That sort of thing? I don't know if many people have that um, affection towards being tickled, um, but those, those fingers, they're touching fingers. They're, they're tickling fingers. I don't know if his fingers are truly long or if it's just the, like length of a hair on the fingers, but that boy's got some long fingers. <laughs> and women do with that what you will. I don't, I, I really 
don't know what to think about that one. You might have to have him just like cut off the tip of the hair for that one. I feel like that could get messy, but you know. Um, he is strong <laughs> in connection with that idea. He is shown to be absolutely very muscular, not muscular, I'd say, but powerful. The Grinch can lift what is probably like hundreds of pounds all by himself. He is shown to be able to just toss people around like they're fucking bags of beans. And he can lift a sleigh that looks to be probably like 20 times his own weight. Like, the Grinch is strong. And also do with that what you will. Some people like the strength. Some people really know orcs for that ideal. But I don't know if, if strong Grinch does it for you. I feel like he's probably not much of a romantic. If you're, into the, if you're just a slob... And you like gross things. I feel like he might be the one for you. He'll never ask you to clean anything. He kind of, he kind of seems like he takes like minimal care of himself. You might have to do a lot of convincing. Hey, this is another discussion about the shower thing. I do not know how much luck you'd have with the Grinch in the shower. I feel like he might kill you. He might, out of more than the Yeti and more than Krampus, I feel like the Grinch might kill you. Um, this bitch eats glass for breakfast, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I think that could be another romantic activity to do with the Grinch in general. Anyway, none of this is going to erase probably the repulsiveness that, um, the Grinch generally kind of exudes, but he's got a good heart. And I think that's something that can't be said for Krampus. And I don't think Yetis have a good heart because they fucking like live in the cold in the mountains. You ever met people who live in the mountains? I have. In Pennsylvania, freaks. Absolute freaks. And I hope everyone who's listening to this who has ever lived on a mountain knows that they are at least part freak from living on a mountain. And if you lived on a cold mountain, which is like almost all mountains, fucking no. No, your heart is frozen solid. And may I mention, too, the Grinch is special because he did live on a mountain, and that mountain was cold, and he resisted the effects of the fucking madness of the mountains, okay? The Yetis did not, or do not, I should say. They're out there. But anyway, I can feel their failure from here. Yetis probably don't have good hearts. They're probably like chimpanzees, and they like throw shit at each other or something. Um, it would make sense for them not having civilization and being so fucking alone. But anyway, the Grinch has a good heart. That's like the moral of the Grinch's story in the first place, is that although he resists it, and although he lets resentment take over sometimes, he can be very petty. But some people like petty people. Hey, if you like jealousy, the Grinch is your deal, dude. That, that guy will be jealous for you ten times over. He will crash a cart into a tree and ruin Christmas just because... Well, probably not because of you. Probably because you gave him a razor for Christmas. But, you know, he's willing to hold a grudge and be weird about it. And for some people, they really like that. I think that's, like, the majority of couples I see breaking up with each other all over Twitter. Anyway, I think he's got a good heart. If you want to talk about, like, post-Christmas Grinch... Is what I will call him. He's reformed in his ways. And he's he's trying to treat kindness and generosity. In like first and foremost. 
he will probably sit down and listen to you talk to him about socialism and the Marxist ways and will genuinely enjoy it and give you a listening ear and put in slightly relevant information into the conversation. Just keep in mind too, very anti-capitalist. This is probably not the type of man who will buy you diamonds and rings. I'll give you that. He would make things for you. I feel like the Grinch is a maker. You know, a maker of things like a piece of tissue tied together with some broken ornaments. Maybe maybe it says I love you in like larva of maggots. But it's still a gift. It's coming from the heart and that makes it pure. Anyway, listeners, I'm very sorry. My mouth is so fucking dry right now and this whole thing was a gigantic mistake. But I hope you enjoyed this journey with me and the fact that my phone just went off and made a honking sound to let you all know that I'm a freak too. But if you want to hear more of this, say no more because I'm making more anyway and I really don't care what anyone wants except for me. I'm I'm kidding. I care about some people. God, do I have a good heart too? The time in the mountains didn't do enough for me. Well, have a good night all, and a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year to in this year of 2019, because let's like commemorate the moment. The birth of Monster Mash has begun, even if it's just me. Anyway, ta-ta. I'm changing the ending. We're saying ciao-ciao. Anyway, ciao-ciao, listeners. Ciao-ciao.